just no idea the original featuring Shannon and a good brother, Mr. Rob. Peace, What's going Rob. on, King? Peace, God. What's up with you, man? Ain't nothing, same shit, different day. Look, we doing something different today. This is, I think, well, it is actually. This is our first live experience. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And what is the StreamYard? That's what we're using? Well, yeah, we're using StreamYard and putting StreamYard through um through YouTube. Nice. It's, yeah, it's interesting. It's different because, you know, we, we started out doing shows where it was just you and I, and then we sort of evolved into now we got these guests, like regular yeah, guests. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, had, we had some good guests, and we had some other good guests coming up, too. We got Jameric Woods next week, um, right. the safety for Duke. And right. prior to that, he was a safety, actually, for Michigan. Michigan, that's right. Young Michigan. We got General Phil from Western. So that's gonna be a good show. I think people will enjoy that one. Yeah, a lot of good interviews in the queue. But um today is gonna be probably more so about what we do best, just talking shit. Let's talk shit, son. That's <laughs> it. Let's, let's chop it up. We got good some good topics to talk about, man, that uh that'll pique our interest and maybe some things we can learn from as we dig into this stuff, man. Yeah. So um so how's your week been so far? Week has been good, man. Um, we had this terrible storm, brother. Tuesday, Connecticut had a nice little tornado strip through here that shut shit down. Even the dispensary is shut down, <laughs> which is whack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, most of the people are safe, but there's a lot of people without the water. There's a lot of people without no electricity, no internet. Yeah. So, you know, people are panicking. They can't get no Wi-Fi. So yeah. I mean, people we, back. we took a... a um a quick hit like our, our lights flicker once um yeah yeah but we didn't lose power long term but we, it we, tore my garden up it tore my my garden was just whoop. damn oh, fuck yeah. yeah what we did though have an issue with is that i don't know if you experienced the gas there was only like i think i found one gas station actually in town and then there was one gas station i seen in brookville that had gas why why is that why is that when, when disasters hits gas stations slow down like it's always some other shit going on with the gas station and cataclysm hit, man. But you know something? You know, gas is all gas going to get gas has always been around. Gas and flashlights when COVID hit, toilet paper was a hot commodity. <laughs> I even know it. I still don't understand that. Son. That was a, that was such a throw-off decoy that they had everyone say, look, go that way. Niggas like, yeah, go get toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And everybody laughed at Cam, right? When Cam was talking about him, he created this toilet paper. The toilet paper stock probably went through the roof. Through the fucking roof, son, along with hand sanitizer and Lysol. You can't even find Lysol nowhere in the world. How about that? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. This is it's 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 what we're going through, and we're gonna be we're gonna have to learn how to deal with some things differently. You know, most people don't like change because change has you having to change who you are, how you think, and most people don't want to do that. But it's gonna be a cumbersome ride if we don't adapt to yeah. change in some way because there gonna be a lot of cranky motherfuckers in the next 10, 15 years. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's 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 for sure. I tell you, I tell you what though, like um, now that things are opening up more, we open the business back up. Like I'm spending a lot of time. So, congrats on that. I'm I'm happy for you on that, brother. Yo, but here's the crazy thing though. It's like yo, people in New York, they're like they haven't missed a beat. Like yo, the traffic then picked up all of a sudden. Um, you, you, talking you about school and all. It's like yo, everything went out the window. I think the only thing that's closed down there still may be like the the indoor malls, but you right. a lot of people out and about now acting yeah. like it's going on. The pizza shop open? Uh, yeah, the pizza shop open. The pizza, 
Chinese store open? Chinese restaurant. Make a restaurant open. <laughs> the Chinese restaurant. Um, I was sharing with Tanya, yo, the Chinese restaurant today for lunch. I was like, yo, I need to get me like some rice or something, something to eat that never long. So I went to get rice. And right. yo, when I got there, they had like the old bulletproof glass that the liquor stores have. They had that up. It went back to 86. Where you pay one spot where you pick up your order. When you go, right. to pay, they want you to put your money in a pot. And then the lady take the money in a pot and dump it in a rice cooker. Right. Which bugged to me. I'm like, yo, why would she do that? She dumps it in a rice cooker. And I guess they steam like steam cleaning the money or whatever. Right. But I, I'm not mad at them because, yo, uh, yo, Chinese people from their experience with SARS, you know, they really learned. And they, that's why you see them before anything. They stayed with the mask on and prepared. Right. Watch them and watch how they move, man. And if they ain't moving like they in a panic, pay attention, man. A lot of stuff, like I said, we talked about this earlier, man. The fear campaign. Is on is to keep your anxiety high and your, your panic button right there. And and what that does, there's a thing called adrenochrome. When you when you when you when you got your, your blood boiling like that, you know what I'm saying? And and there's a whole different taste of your meat <laughs> when you got this boy and they do they the same thing they do to dogs because Asians, unfortunately, they eat dogs and we love dogs over here, but they eat dogs, but they they, what they do to them to get to get the flavor in the dog is when they put the dog in the oil live, just skin them, put them in the and he's screaming for his life. The adrenaline that's in the meat goes into the meat and it saturates the meat, gives mm -hmm. the meat a sweet taste. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Same thing can happen to us. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? You get us all scary and feared up. And look, and you've been honest with me, they got these melatonin pills. I'd be like, where that melatonin coming from? So, yeah. Where you snatch your melatonin from? Melatonin, yeah. a commodity now, though. Yes, sir. Melatonin you know what I mean? Yeah. We, we, we still got people missing, too. I'm just saying. <laughs> Man. It's my, it's my little sick mind right there, bro. So we got, we, you know, we, we have a, a, a interesting show and a number yes, of discussions today. So we're gonna yes. talk about, um, we're gonna talk about Mike, Iron Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones. The fight is now on. Oh my God! We gonna talk about and recap the Rick Ross change battle. Yeah. We gonna talk about the sports without a crowd and how you're feeling about that. It's a different. Olive Kwali is permanently suspended from Twitter. Twitter. Permanent suspension is another way of just saying you're banned, brother. You're banned. You're right. You're barred. <laughs> yeah. And then we are gonna talk about social distancing, and is that the new norm? And then we'll close out talking a little bit about J.W. Lucas. And Tamika Mallory's dust up where Tamika Mallory had to get them together. Right, right. Set that nigga straight. And I, and, and it's crazy about him. And I, we'll talk about that, but just to jump on him real quick. There's some things that that he talks about that I'm 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 aboard with, keeping it real. He's he seems to be more of a metaphysician, meaning mm -hmm. he thinks, he thinks about the cosmos and energy and Yeah, yeah, yeah. I peep that. You know what I'm saying? So that some of those things I agree with. I mean, but whatever he got going on, what he got himself into, played himself. So. Yeah. Play so. What they say, a broken clock is right at noon time today. That's right, bro. <laughs> Yo, so when right. you got with, the, with this Tyson and Roy Jones fight, what's your thoughts on this, man? Listen, man, Roy, don't turn this into a Tarver situation. <laughs> that's all. That's all I'm saying. Roy is the chicken now, but see, Roy is serious. Roy is taking this as a challenge, man. He's looking at Mike like. 
he he is he is the 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 the, the quintessential opponent. He's fast. He's strong. He got all these elements to him as a boxer. And Roy's looking at it like this is the challenge of a lifetime. My mm-hmm. thing is, if Mike catches a flashback, it ain't gonna look good for Roy, son. You know what I mean? Because Roy is serious, but I don't know, man. And Roy's putting his hands in God. I don't know if this is the time to put your hands in God, man. You got Mike Tyson in front of you, man. This is gonna yeah. be a serious fight. And, and aren't you holding it? You're gonna be coming easy, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's an eight round exhibition joint. And I found I don't know if you heard, but did you find out you know that they're gonna be wearing headgear? Yeah, but 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 all right, and that's almost like a scrimmage. I get it. Yeah, it's an eight but, round exhibition with headgear. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm look. I'm gonna put it like this. I'm interested, but I'm not invested. I'm a right? little invested. I'm, I'm, I think the promos is getting me. The promos is getting me pulled in a little bit because Mike is working hard. You see, Mike look. Mike is looking, and Roy is and Roy is on his in, on his skill IQ game too. So I don't know. Maybe they maybe they gassing it up for the people. Mike. So, so this is the thing to me, like Mike, the videos I've seen of Mike, Mike definitely look fast. Mike is throwing combinations. You know, Mike, Mike looked like he got, he got the fire in his eyes. Mm-hmm. I saw a tape. I saw a clip of Roy. Uh, I think it was like two days ago. I don't know who posted it, but he was just throwing like pot shots. He was like, yo, he no combinations and nothing. I was just looking. I was like, damn, Roy, like, yo, do you, you really want to get into this? I love right. Roy Jones. I think Roy Jones is still, to me, like all time, one of the all time greats. Right. But I think Roy Jones was honestly exposed when Tarver tapped his chin. I think twice. The, yo, the first fight that he had with Tarver, honestly, I believe that he lost that fight. And then yeah. that fight when he got knocked out. But he hasn't been the same after that. After he got knocked out by Tarver, then the next fight he got knocked out by, um, what was the dude named? Glenn. Yeah. I forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that. Homeboy. And the thing about it is, yo, Roy Jones be getting knocked out. He get knocked out violently. Yeah, son, because you know what? Because it's all the anticipation, the hard work. You're an opponent. You're the underdog. This is Roy Jones. You get a clean shot. That's why That's why Tarver was like, you got any excuses, Roy? <laughs> yeah. Well, Tarver, you know something? Tarver, Tarver saw in him, like prior to even fighting him the first time, Tarver saw something in him. And was able to exploit it and knew. Rest in peace. Rest, rest in peace. I think Buddy McGirt was in his corner. Buddy McGirt was a good, a good, a hell of a trainer. Yes, yeah, sir. And he knew he knew how to catch Roy. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their weakness. Mm-hmm. How the fuck? If if you if you stop poor, people see how you, you. If you just go and one and one style too often, mm-hmm. it's easy to counter. If you need somebody to counter you, and that's it. All it takes is one shot, and that's all yeah. it took. So, yeah. but you want? Do you want to take a one shot from Mike, though? Yeah, but that's that's what's that's what's concerning and scary to me. Like, I'm gonna be real with you. Like, yeah, I've seen people fighting the amateurs, and I've seen people get knocked out, knocked down nah. with headgear, head, headgear on. But I don't know how many people I've seen with headgear on get clear knocked out. So maybe somebody said to Roy, like, "Yo, Roy, you gotta you gotta get it together." Because what happened? What what really I think drained Roy was he went up and he fought Ruiz and got the heavyweight title and Ruiz right. was a slow flat-footed dude that he was able to kind of you know out yeah but yeah, I think yeah, yeah. people don't realize like that wearing tail on your body you're gaining that weight losing that weight putting that weight back back and going back and forth like that's a lot that's a lot that's for it. a boxer so that's what I'm that's saying like I'm interested you know that's something that I want to see but in terms of investment like I'm not kind of counting down 
the days like yeah. Yeah, this is the days because honestly i feel like it's going to be a huge theatrical production that it's going to be like wwe ish i think yeah. there's youtubers as well like didn't they say nate robinson is for the fight somebody on yeah the nate robinson's gonna f- <laughs> oh my god He's supposed to fight. He's supposed to fight an actual boxer, mind you. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. As the the undercard, but let me tell you something. If you go to uh, what's it, Triller, Triller pay per view. That's who's doing, who's promoting it or whatever. The way they're promoting this, yo, you would think this is a legendary. You're gonna get your money's worth. I'm like these guys are doing. They got it. Do they have a cost yet? They have a cost associated with it. Nah, they they didn't didn't mention a cost. They didn't mention a cost of dollar sign. I will tell you this though. You know who's the biggest loser in this fight? Canelo Alvarez. And you know why Canelo Alvarez is a loser? Because historically, Canelo Alvarez fought two months out of the year. May? September. To line up with the Mexican holidays. September 12th is no longer available. His Now, (laughs) whenever he announced a fight, who is going to buy Canelo's fight? Unless it's Triple G. Right. Who would buy that overseeing Mike Tyson and Roy Jones so, exhibition? So he has a fight on the 12th? Nah, he don't. Or, he, or traditionally he would do it. Yeah, historically, he would have a fight. Um, how you call it? That that the beginning of the month of September. Those was oh, his wow. date. They used to be Mayweather dates because Mayweather always would try to get, you know, around right. the um the Mexican holidays and get in there. Around May. Definitely around May 5th, sick of the mile. Yeah, and in September. So Canelo, last I heard, was trying to fight Billy Joe Saunders or something like that. And Canelo was in his deal with the zone where they gave him, yo, they gave him some serious bread. They the gave zone, him yeah. bread. And I think the zone was kind of pissed off because Canelo presented them with like a list of people that he was willing to fight. Right. I don't think they were happy about any of them because they felt like they couldn't get their bread back. But I'm gonna tell you though, Dazon. I actually I got a subscription. I um I paused it when all of this started, but to me, Dazon mm-hmm. got a good model for pay per view now. Like yo, if I'm gonna pay ten dollars a month for whatever, you know, and I pay that what fight I'm, that fight we watched in, in um Buffalo Wild Wings. That was Dazon too, right? Wasn't that a, a promotion? It was not. Nah, that was who do we see? I thought I think we saw. Now we saw Wild. We saw Wilder. Right, we saw Wilder. Nah, yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. That was paid. Yeah, we saw Wilder. But yo, that's that the zone. I'm telling you, I think the zone has has a good model. I think the uh, other reason why I'm not invested in this nearly as much as interested is because my investment, like there's a lot of good fights coming up on the calendar. You see Danny Garcia around and- this time. Around this time, it usually like that too. Yeah, Danny Garcia and, and Spence. Oh um, boy. Somebody's coming in. Then we got Leo Santa Cruz. Leo Santa Cruz versus Tank Davis. Right. There's a lot of of good matches. That's right. There's a lot of good matches that's coming up. That's right. You know, so to me, like, I'm like, yo, as much as I like both of them, it's something, it's a novelty fight for me to see, like, to sit around in the crib and for us to shoot the shit and watch it or whatever. And and laugh and joke and. I'm telling you that that's gonna that's gonna be a crazy night. So. Yeah, especially with Nate with Nate Robert with Nate Robinson being that <laughs> the undercard. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Zane, just Zane. Zane, we see, we see you, but your audio on your camera is um bad. Your audio on camera is bad. We see you though. But um yeah, so I'm I'm not um. You know, I'm not, I'm not, 
like I said, I, I'm cool to sit around and us and for us to watch it. But I, I'm gonna honestly say this too: like if it was some joint that I had to pay a hundred dollars for, I don't know if I would pay the hundred. Yeah, it. I could listen to that on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yo, you <laughs> took it back, yo. You know, let's uh, I, li- I, li- I listen to that on the radio. I'm not paying hundred dollars for that, man. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even encourage you to do that. Like, if you say Robert's hundred dollars, yo, I'll be there next week, so I ain't coming to watch that. All right, so here, so before we move to the next topic, who's your pick? Who's going to win and why? Mike. Mike said, <laughs> Mike said, I'm clear. I can see clearly that that means all my, all my faculties are working now. So if Mike <laughs> is saying he's clear now and he was damaging niggas then, <laughs> listen, man, I don't know if he put them combinations the combination together for Roy. Roy gonna go to sleep early. Oh, he going they gonna be breaking it up early. Like, all right, it's over. We can't have this no more. I'm going with Mike, son. Brooklyn. I got Mike too. I got Mike. My initial pick was Mike and Decision. And the reason why I say Mike and Decision is because I think Roy Jones is gonna be moving around. They're gonna be wearing gonna the tie hat. him out. He's gonna tie him out. Mike yeah, Roy, yeah. Jo- Roy Jones is the chicken now. That's what I said. Roy Jones is the chicken. He's, he used to chase chickens, now he's the chicken being chased. But yo, here's the other thing. Isn't Mike like 52 and Roy fit Mike 53, Roy 51 or 50, something like that? Niggas is in the 50 cent club. Both yeah. of them. So do they have eight rounds in them? They got it. I don't know, son. <laughs> they're gonna be biting, they're gonna be dancing around the ring a couple of times, just throwing jabs. Ha, ha. That's it. That's yeah. it. Until until somebody get up close, Michael get up close, do his <laughs> that's it. And when he get him, I don't know. I'm going yeah. with Mike. Either way, I'm going for the people Mike. for the for the viewers for the viewers. Drop your um, drop your comments in the chat. Who you going with and why? I for just real? I, I want to say what. Yeah, I don't think to me again. Like it's something that again. Keyword interest. Yes, invested. No, there are fights that you know that Rob. We talked about for a minute and be like, yo, this while the fight and this that we got to link up. We gotta we gotta meet. Right. We, you know when we had the spin, the spin the Mikey Garcia. Like yo, we gotta see this this that. You this know. Is a, this is one of those fights you can't, you don't want to miss, and and this kind of feels like that. That's so why I'm kind of buying into the promotion just a little bit. It's like I'm anticipating the twelve because come the thirteenth, if I fall asleep and miss something that was like, yo, you should have, I would be mad. Son. Yo, be every mad. everybody in the chat got Mike. You got Mike everybody by or Mike by decision. Which y'all got Mike by knockout or decision? How you see? I don't see nobody in the chat. Oh, there go the chat. You yeah, got you're, you're going Mike by knockout or Mike by decision. I just don't I can't wrap my head around and Mike look crazy in the in the spawn that I seen, but I just can't wrap my head around Roy Jones getting knocked out with headgear on. Could you 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 think he'll actually end up getting knocked out with headgear on? Damn, they said Mike is that everybody got Mike on the knockout too. Mike, Mike all day. Knockout three to five. That's up. Mike, that's right. Mike, Mike, Mike said I'm clear. That means he. So that's that's the, the dangerous part because he's like, yo, he's telling us I didn't know what I was doing before. <laughs> now I know what I'm doing. I'm gonna lace Roy. Roy, you got any excuses, Roy? That's what I'm gonna yo, say all night, son. I wonder. I haven't seen. I haven't seen the bag that they're getting for this yet, though. I wonder how much they're making a piece. They should just get him on your charity. Mike is already. Mike is building. A cannabis resort. I don't know if you watch his podcast, but he's not. I haven't watched it yet, but everybody keeps telling me that it's mad good. It's mad dope. I mean, and he and he and he throws on the likes of anybody you can imagine. Because Mike was a phenom 
in the eighties into the nineties. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He 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 was it's a local hero, man. He would go through certain hoods and show up at certain spots where people would be at all the time. And it was a joy to be like, yo, they go Mike Tyson, son. So <laughs> yo, Kenyatta said no way they go in the distance. Both of them will pass out. Yada, I feel you, son. Uh oh, we got the Hamiltons in the building. Yo, I'm I'm wondering though, honestly, like, uh, yo, that who knows, who knows? Like, yo, to me, it's just gonna be a straight exhibition anyway. So, yo, right. let's um, let's 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 switch gears and go to the next topic. Did you did you see the verses? Two chains versus Rick Ross. You see, you see the message I sent you. I said, Russ is gonna slash this dude, son. Listen, man, <laughs> I, I'm I'm a Ross fan. I love Ross. I'm not I, two chains had to grow on me, so I I didn't. I didn't put my effort into it. I was listening to the Ross joints, all the Ross joints I like. I'm like, two chains. I don't know. He grew on me, son. He was wasn't he titty boy before that? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But you know why? That's because you yo, just because you, like, you like it. Tell me, tell me, tell me what you liked about it. Well, on a whole nother level, I'll say this, yo. I've watched all of the verses. I think he, I think it was maybe one that I missed. I and what did I give Timberland and Swiss for? Yo, the production value. Has been they, yeah, son. They picked up. They picked up on that. They picked up on a great deal, and solidified to where both both artists are together and enjoying mm -hmm. the shot. Because I love Fab and Jada, mm -hmm. and then Snoop and DMX was a classic. I even love the um, what was it um, the Jamaican joint. What was them? I can't even think of their names now, son. Somebody in the chat, help me. What was the what was the reggae joint? Beanie and. It right, was like, Beanie. Beanie that, and the, the quality of sound, the quality of sound. When you, Beanie and Bounty. That shit was fire. The quality, the quality of sound. Listening to that was dope because it brought yeah. me back to an old sound class Act Three, Stardust Ballroom. Just yo, this is the way hip. This is the way reggae is supposed to sound. Those three were the best, man. Those were the yo, best. Right so I'm gonna say, like, I, I, I agree. Like, you know, that was one of my favorites. Jada and Fab, I liked a lot. The Rizzo and Premier, even, even though the production value on Rizzo and Premier wasn't wasn't great, but that was that was a good one too. Positive I, energy saying, "What do you say? Two chains lit on fire." Yo, so yo, here, yo, check it out. This is what, this is what I was gonna say. So to me, and I get what you're saying about Rick, Rick Ross when you start talking about lyricism. Far more lyrical dude than Two Chains. Far and more. And, and that's where I'm just by it. I lean to lyrics, man. I'm listening. I'm an intent listener. You start jumping around. You're playing around with them. I'm bored now, son. Yeah. Can't do but it. Yo, I don't want to do it. <laughs> yo, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that I tell everybody about these versus battles that people don't realize. A lot of times, especially, I think, with us being New Yorkers, mm -hmm. you know, we the way we view music is that it's very regional. In a sense, so in our minds, when we start thinking, like even the DMX and the Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg joint, everybody was like, "Yo, X gonna cook Snoop, X gonna." But then in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm like, "Yo, Snoop had Doggy Style, which was a classic album." And ah, there you go, there yeah, you go. And we so we're so yo, we're so roped into thinking that because DMX feels more, you know, more local and more close to us that he gonna cook them. But some of these songs, like, yo, that's why I appreciate what Positive Energy is saying. Now, honestly, I think, I do think that Rick Ross, I think Rick Ross edged it. 
But yo, two chains got a lot of songs that ring off. Like, yo, if you yeah, if you leave he does and go south. Oh, it's a vibe. Yeah, and you see how people respond to this stuff? Yeah, so, like, oh. South of the Mason Dixon, you're gonna hear all that. You know what yeah. I mean? And maybe I'm I'm just I'm just northeast from Philly and up. I'm just a lyricist. But you know, there's lyricists all over the place, you know what I mean? And at this my tolerant level and my my taste is just a little different. So, so if you so this is the rundown of the songs they played. I think Rick Ross started with um, BMF "Blowing Money Fast," cool. which is a dope song. Two Chains "No Lie" with Drake, right. dope song. Right. Then Hufflin, Rick Ross, another dope. Song. Then Two Chains, um, different. Another, so right. what I'm saying is like, yo, Two Chains made this a lot more competitive. Than what right. I no, he, he, he said, yo, he, he had a, he had a game plan. I think he was interviewed Breakfast Club. He's like, I got a game plan. I knew what he was going to do because he got joints. But I, I'm going to make sure I gave you 20 hits, hits I know that's going to rock your socks. Yeah, and that's the, and that's and that's and that's 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 good music, man. And like you said, man, Swiss, Swiss and Timberland are putting the, together a venue for people all over the world to pay attention, man. You can. Over a billion impressions. I think Snoop and, and, and DMX was over a billion impression. Impression means those who chose to come through and leave, or come through and leave, or come through and leave for a billion people to come through and leave, and just experience something like that says a lot, man. Yeah, I, I look, I agree, Nels. To me, Bounty Killer and Beanie was the best. Bounty Killer and Beanie showed everybody how they get. That shit the was lit. Done. That shit was lit, son. <laughs> but you know what was so disappointing? After they was done, they set the bar so high. And then I think two days later, it was 112 and Jagged Edge. And right. it, it was, I like both of them, but the production value on it was just so disappointing. I'm like, horrible. I can't get into this. Like, yo, it keep freezing up. It keep it getting horrible. off. It was, just, it was just not good, you know? It was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. All, all of them. All of the verses I've seen so far to me have been closely contested contested because of what I was saying. Like, you know, you on live and you watching it and you see the responses, you're not only seeing responses from the people you grew up with in New York, you seeing people that's like, yo, I was going, I went to high school and and, and ATL, and when this hit, I knew what it was, and, and this, and right. you know, such a connection to it. Right. You know, the only verses I ever seen that I was like, yo, this is a complete wild. Was when Scott Storch washed Manny Fresh. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Yeah, let me say, I think I think Manny Fresh was selling a book that day. He was like, "Yeah, you gotta pay attention to me. <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm, I'm about to get scraped." Scott, you know how many hits that man has? Oh my god, that was yeah. that was a slaughter right there. Interesting, interesting. Janelle said, "What's the next verses we'd love to see?" Cardi B was on the radio this morning, and Cardi B being in true New York fashion. The verses she said, and I was like, "Oh shit, she's brilliant." Who, who she who she want to go up against? G Unit versus Dipset. G Unit oh, versus yeah, Dipset. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be a that'd, good one. That'd be a great one. That'd, that'd be a great. Yeah, that'd, that'd be a good one. That would be great. Who 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 go? Who's gonna show up? 50, 50 and Jim Jones. <laughs> them two. Are, them two be out. They be going at each other all the time. So that'd be dope. Yeah, you get two of them. To, that get your paperwork in. I also heard um, they were saying Wu Tang. Who was it? Actually, Zane was Mel, saying Wu Tang versus. Nels is saying 
Mary against Keisha Cole. Mary or Washa. That's not even a battle, son. Yeah. yeah, nah, That's she don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think, I don't think Cole got that. It, Mary catalog is too extensive. Man, man, how about Mary and Faith Evans? I don't think. Yo, I don't think. Faith, yeah, Faith, 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 Faith got the yeah, she ain't got. Mary yeah, got too many. Yeah. Everything Mary, Mary's like LL. <laughs> Everything she got, son. She got joints for days, yo. Yeah, can't do that. Keisha Cole should get washed. No, Keisha Cole. Keisha Cole to me would be in like the bracket if you start talking about Keisha Cole versus um maybe like Keisha Cole versus Shanti uh something yeah. those lines like something right, like that. Right, right, right. That's that 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 is more suitable uh competition or versus I would say. I know. Brandy Monica. Let's let's take it there. I think they try to pitch that, but I I feel like they try to pitch it, but didn't work. Monica turned it down and said that she wasn't interested. It's like they, they tried to set up Chris Brown, Chris Brown versus Usher too, and Chris Brown said no. Okay. Well, yeah. All you can do is take a shot, man. That's all you can do, man. That's yeah. it. I try I tried to have a hood one. Yeah. <laughs> I try to have two a couple of dudes from my hood to put it together and have a, a, a Boston Road person. <laughs> We gonna do that shit too. We gonna do it. We gonna do it too. We gonna put. Nah, it I, I seen some. I, I know my man that um that live up in Edenwall. He, he was um putting them up like, on his live, like local cats having verses also. Shout out, to, shout out to Nasty No and Buha, my man G Money and Josiah. It, 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 that was the four that I was gonna have. That was the which he was trying. That was the lineup. That was the lineup. So Buha versus Nasty and, and Shalot versus Josiah. <laughs> she was crazy. So. Nah. I, Yo, I, I also noticed from that versus last night too, and maybe it could be that it was a Thursday evening, but it looked right. like it was probably only maybe like a hundred or one hundred and twenty thousand people on when I looked at it. Okay, yeah, it was. It, it didn't hit the two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. And, and and this is my opinion. Is it, is I don't know. They, they I don't know if their catalog. I mean, because Rick Rick is the one who has a, a, a stronger catalog with music and and features. Then, 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 two chains, I believe, and he has a lot more music to offer. Where you know, someone would tune into that, but outside of that, I see why the numbers were low. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was. It was at the end of the day, though. It was. I mean, it was a good show. It was a little bit over the top for me. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, two chains brought some strippers out. Rick Ross. Yeah. Rick Ross had chicken with massage, lemon pepper chicken wings, and that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, That's what I'm talking about man. That's, so, that it wasn't even about the music. It was about putting on a show. Yeah, but you know something? I guess this is like this is kind of going into the, the new normal for us and entertainers mm-hmm. trying to figure out a way to stay relevant and to because right. at the end of the day they make money off of the streams. Now right. they're to dig into their catalogs and stream. So the songs, a lot of the songs. I like, and I give Two Chains credit because Two Chains to me is not a lyricist, but Two Chains do have a lot of right, 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 and it's and it's more it's more than one way to skin a cat. So, you know, I, like I said, I pre I appreciate with with Swiss the idea Swiss came up with, and and, and Tim to put this together. I mean, it, there's so many combinations and so many artists. There's so many ways we can throw verses and have a good time for a couple of hours and kind of reminisce and go back because. That's exactly what I felt that Snoop threw me back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, e- yo, even when when Nelly and 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 Luda was on, I was forget, I was like, damn, I forgot Luda had 
Yeah. I was bugging like, yo. And the way technology's got everything, everything is lickety-split, lickety-split. You forget what happened 10 minutes ago because they put something new in your face. You forget about stuff that happened just five years ago if you're not refreshing yourself or rememorizing stuff or memorizing stuff. Mm-hmm. You forget it. And Luda got bangers, my nigga. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Positive Energy said that he that they he doesn't feel like that they market it well enough. I mean, I saw like the post on verses that um because I followed him on Instagram, so it was it was out there. They didn't even when it started because I caught it at the beginning. I, I watched from the beginning when it started. They didn't even seem engaged. Right, like DJs was warming up and everything, but originally right. both of them was sit. They both of them was sitting down. Now right. Beanie Man and Bounty Killers at the bar that you got to be up performing your joints. Yo, but, but see, that's 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 a clash. That's a reggae part. That's what I, I like. I know that scene. They you just get them the mic and the DJ just go. You know what I'm saying? And they just yeah. rip, rip freestyles back and back, back. Yo, that's the way it should be, man. A clash, yeah. a real clash, man. Yeah. So. Switching, switching topics. Switching gears a little bit. Yeah. Now that we got, we have the NBA back. We got Major League Baseball back. Right. NHL is back. Even NASCAR racing is back. Yeah, yeah. I think they would add that back first. Yeah. Back first. All of these golf is back. All of these different events are back. We have you had an opportunity to watch any of these games yet without a crowd? And what's your impression of it? Well, I like it. I do like it. It is different. It is very different. It's, it's weird watching the virtual reality on the side and people making faces while they're watching the game. <laughs> but I tell you this, it has improved some of the the, 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 the shot selection some of these guys are making. Like Michael Porter went off. Gary Trent went off. TJ Warren was killing. These guys mm-hmm. are scoring 30 and 40 points. And the idea of that is that when you have a big arena and you kind of consolidate it or dense it out a little bit, your sight perception, perception, you know, how you shoot the ball mm-hmm. is a lot different. It's like shooting in the gym versus shooting in the stadium. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because your eyes are, your peripheral eyes are catching the stadium, and now they don't have it. It's just like I'm shooting in my garage right now, son. Yeah. I can do anything. But the game itself, I am enjoying it because it is like a gym game. And, you know, when you're in the gym, but ain't nobody looking, you go off, son. You you got bragging rights. You want to get busy. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what that's what we're looking like. We're looking at a, a highly rated gym game right now. <laughs> yeah. I watched um I watched a couple of NBA games and I've watched Major League Baseball. I watched also. baseball too. It's it's really well, first let me start with Major League Baseball. I like baseball because I played baseball for many years. My first love. Baseball in general. Is is a boring game. Like, look, I like baseball. I can sit through baseball and I can watch it. I take my wife, my, me and my wife, we've gone to baseball games, and after the first inning, she'll be like, "Yo, how much longer to this?" Like, if you don't have a genuine interest for baseball, it's very, very boring. And, no, if and you I go to baseball. Actually, the the crowd, the crowd involvement, and you know, having a crowd engaged. So now I'm watching baseball with the pumped up, the pumped in. <laughs> audience the DJ is doing that the DJ in the booth is doing that. yeah and to me I'm just I'm watching it and I'm like uh I, I guess it's okay because now I'm getting sports so I'll settle for it for basketball yeah. 
But basketball, though, basketball to me, it's almost like what you said. Like basketball to me is a lot more entertaining because you don't, to me, you don't need a huge, massive crowd to have a, a good game. Or, yeah, a wonderful, good game. Yeah. Uh, and the basketball crowd is, to me, is not nearly as involved and participative as a football and a baseball crowd. Right. And also, and also what um, Kenyatta saying is true. Like there's no home court advantage, right? Right. I, I just wish they wouldn't put the virtual people on the side. Like I don't need that. Ain't, ain't, the, ain't those the virtual glasses? Because I remember NBA trying to promote people to come in and watch a game courtside, but didn't have to be courtside. Because not everybody gets an opportunity to courtside because the seats is they're ripping you off for them seats. So I'm thinking, I was like, wow, so now they got an opportunity to use the virtual reality feature that they've been promoting way before. People are using it now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which which is that, that's that little movement of getting people to change how they look at doing things, man. And I think that's the, that's the wave. Not to say that the audience, that audience crowd is not going to come back, but it's going to be a while before we do that. I agree. I agree. You know what I'm Positive energy, yo, positive energy made a good point. Like we said, now nah, what it is is the dude's been home working on them jump shots more than ever before doing this quarantine stuff. That's why people going on. They, <laughs> yo, you son. Be, you can't be in the club unless you're Lou Williams. Right, 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 son. You go get some chicken wings. Some chicken wings out here. <laughs> Lou is sick for that. Excuse I, I, me. Also, I also believe, I also believe that I don't know if Major League Baseball is going to be able to finish their season. Nah, the Marlins got hit. Marlins get hit. They had 19 players get hit with COVID. Yeah. The Derek, you the see, and, and, and the statement that Derek Jeter put out, he was saying, you know, my players are saying they was just going to get coffee. They was going to to another player's house for dinner. They wasn't at the TD clubs. It wasn't at the strip club. It wasn't it wasn't at the restaurants. But this is Miami. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Who you fooling, well, man? Well, here's 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 the thing, though, like Basketball so far has been successful and they've been able to move forward with the game with the rates remaining mm -hmm. low because they also have them in a um you know they have them in the bubble. Right. So everybody is consolidated, everybody's right there literally on site for baseball. Right. And you traveling around, you got people from hotel to hotel and all that stuff. Like, yo, you that increases the possibility of actually contracting COVID. So right. well, they figured it out. Man. The NBA is the model because they're in a bubble. You know what I mean? And I had just, just off a side note a little bit, I just went to the dentist and they have these devices at the dentist that are pulling aerial things out of the air so that you don't get sick. As they were going into my teeth, they had a machine like right over my mouth. And I'm like, what's that for? She's like, look, every time I'm going in your mouth, shit that fly off is going in there and not hit me or hit me in my shield. I said, why? I said, they that's the case, y'all. You should have always had that. But this is the thing. Prior to what happens at, at, with the corona and the, and the pandemic and everything, we've all been used to being so close. It's sometimes a little too close. So a little bit of space this is a little good right now. You know what I'm saying? Just to give people some breathing room and some room to think, man. I mean, we've been used to being on top of each other for so freaking long. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Give me a little space. Six feet, maybe, maybe three feet. All right, yeah. six feet might be a little thin, but see, even that shot is uh, a, a gateway of setting people up for what's to come. You know what I'm saying? All that is is body scanning. They, they're making sure we all got enough space in between each other so that you can scan each other. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's the real science behind that. So we'll see, man. Yeah, I had somebody um somebody was asking me the other day. They was like, without an audience, how are these how are these um how are people making money? Because everybody assumes that all the money is made at the gate in the concessions, which it's a, it's like, a large part of do. it. Yeah, they do make a lot of money, but you know what the real money is? Television rights, especially right. for the NFL. The NFL will never need to have another crowd. The NFL got a billion dollar television deal. Of the you know, why you think? Why you think? Think about it. Before, well, we used to watch football on Sunday and Monday. Now it's football Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Thursday, Monday, sometimes Saturday. Saturday game, right? All right, Saturday. That's right. That's right. And then all these teams now also. A lot of them have their own network. So the money that they lose in, in the stands, they now have content, the games that they could get the advertisers to actually come back and be like, you know what? The fans are going to be watching the game. I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't seen the numbers yet. I'd be interested in seeing. I wouldn't be surprised if the ratings are up for for the games. Yeah. The layoff, the layoff did that. The layoff kind of rock people to sleep and then it was like all right i want some of it some semblance of it back and just having the competition back because that's really what you want to watch you want to watch the teams compete no one's watching to see who's in the stands unless you're looking for yourself mm-hmm. so that's going to be an adjustment where people are gonna have to just kind of get used to if you focus on the game that's what you're focused on unless a bat goes into the stands or you know they get jumping for a loose ball into into the seats i like to see that now because they're gonna be hitting the plexiglass <laughs> trying to die for a ball but listen man it's it's i enjoy watching it is it different yes but i'm i'm i'm, I'm more or less looking at the competitive the competitiveness of it and and see where it goes from there i like to see after all this takes place and they go through the playoffs, how that unfolds going into the next season. Cause when the season gonna start? Christmas? Mm-hmm. And then how's that gonna fold into are you gonna how you gonna make that into regular play? Yeah. Where, you know what I'm saying? March comes around and then April starts the playoffs, and then you got the playoffs from April to June to get back in regular rotation. So yeah. Kenyana says T T commercial and TV deals. That's right, son. Yeah. And, well, and you know it, and you know it on Sunday. I mean, it's got Budweiser, they got cars, they got Modelo, they got Taco <laughs> Bell, you got everything, son. All of the snacks and yeah. Sunday, Sunday is a is a religious day for football. Man. The reason why I say that I I, I want to see what the ratings look like is because you know it's a small number when you think about how many people that they're actually taking out of the stands and putting in front of the TV. But but them them seats, them seat shot. It's cost, man. That's a big penny that he missing those. Yeah. I went, I went to, I went to the Dallas, the Dallas uh, Giant game a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. But in in Dallas, the Giants, right? Mm-hmm. The seat I paid for was the Hall of Fame seats. The seats was like three hundred, four hundred, four fifty. Yeah. But I was yeah. right. I was right at right on on in the end zone. Mm-hmm. But I did the math. I'm looking around the state. I'm like, well, how many? How much of the rest of them? You know what I'm saying? If I paid four fifty, yeah, the person next to me had to play four fifty. I'm like, and I'm doing like, nah. But wow. the, look, I'm gonna tell you. You know what? Honestly, the person sitting next to you may have not because they got um the PSLs, those personal seat license, right? So sure. you could get a you could get a PSL. Somebody could own be a season ticket holder. That's right. That's right. And that right. actually sell their seats, sell individual tickets. Like I took my son 
two seasons ago to a Jets game. And I think for those tickets, I may have paid like 200. And we was literally right. We was probably like in the, the third or fourth row close to the right. yard line. Right, right, right. It's just a matter about if the season ticket holder actually is selling the tickets for less. Because some sometimes, you know, a lot of times corporations buy up the tickets also. Sometimes right. individual people. And then at the last. Oh, a lot like, of corporations. I know working the corporations, they send me like, yo, Rob, you want to go to the game? Yeah, Nels Nels is known for that too. They they do that with, with her with her spot too, man. They'll give her a couple of Nick games or whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you figure now you don't have the people in the actual seats. You got them at home for football. Football stadium will have hold what 60,000 people for baseball. Easy like 20, 30. 30. Yeah, yeah, between right. there. So you've moved those people, which is a small number, out of the seat. You move them on the t- to TV. People are tired of watching the old reruns because we had to go two or three months of watching classic games, right? <laughs> Yo, so Yo I was, we watched painful. X in '86. It's painful. It was painful. I don't watch. I watched everything Boston. Yeah, we watching all them joints, and now we got new content. So it's like, yo, I can see people actually tuning in. I want to see what the ratings are. I want to yeah, see what man. the ratings are, and I also want to see how football, what football learns from baseball's experience of having people travel state to state. That's and that and that and that is that is the Achilles heel. It's the travel. Mm-hmm. It's the traveling back and forth and going from state to state. You know what I mean? This is this is my 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 thought about this whole thing we're going through, man. It's cleanliness, man. It's, ain't got nothing to do with nothing else but being clean. Cause on the surface everything, that's how germs and things sit around because People are nasty, man. You know what I mean? And you can find everyone in a bubble, but you can't do that with everyone. You can't put everybody in the bubble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially when you got, you know, teams that are in Washington, they need to get to New York, they need to get to Florida, back to California. You can't do that, man. So yeah. We got to find a great – and what's dope here, we're talking about, you know, cleanly, I watched at the halftime of the NBA game, Mr. Silver, Mr. Silver got a whole clean team. They come in and wipe down the bench. They wipe down the players' are. They wipe down the coaches' benches. They wipe the floor. They clean the floor. Niggas got a, a brush that's clean in the backboard and the rim. It's like no, ain't nobody getting sick. I don't, even if they jumping for a dunk, they're not even getting sick up there. So that's a part of the intermission is the clinic. It's, you know, ain't got no cheerleaders and none of that. We just somebody clean chairs. Yeah, you know what they need to do? They need to tap in to try to see if they could get Lysol as a as a sponsor or something like that, right? <laughs> you have Lysol on the back so, on the backboard. They have it on your jersey right here somewhere. Everything, Crazy. everything is for, and yo, you bring that up. That's a good point. That's another source of revenue, advertising. Yeah, so Never sure. we, have to, we have to follow Cameron's blueprint and make it make some aerosol cleaner or something. Yeah. So we Man. can have it out there. So next, Talib Kweli permanently suspended. And again, when we say perm- permanent suspension, he's been barred. You're banned, brother. You're not he's you're not barred. His and violations, he- the violations is, is, is stipulated. He's been He's been harassing this young lady at the, AD, the ADOS or whatever you call that, the Pan-African movement thing mm-hmm. she got going on. And she was harassing him. You know what I mean? He's like, yo, I'm not doing none of this stuff. Like, this, this chick is making 
all these accusations, but he caught him to Twitter. He's been making violent harassment threats to this lady, Miss Moody, complaining about whatever he's talking about. I don't even really know, you know what, what he's talking about. You know about. what it stemmed from? She put out a list of rappers that had right. light skin wives, wives, and she had him listed. He put him on the list. And he must have attempted to respond to her. And she said something along the lines of, like, that's a conversation for another time. His response was, now nah, that's a conversation we need to have now. And she wouldn't entertain it. But for the next two weeks, he insisted on having this conversation with this woman around this discussion. And as a result of it, they, they you know, they said that he was harassing her. But mm -hmm. I think what put him over the edges, and I didn't notice, they said that he had a history with other women on Twitter where he's had a similar pattern. Their opinions that he may not agree with, and, and it just turns into a verbal battle. And that's what Twitter does. You see Twitter, Twitter, they got a cancel culture community on Twitter. You, know you got Yeah, you got to watch what you say on there. He's like, I'm not watching what I say. I'm an MC. This is what I do. I say how I feel. Whether yeah, you like it or not, you can you can voice your opinion. Twitter Why can't I? Now I don't. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't. I didn't follow the story enough, and I didn't look at his tweets. The only thing that I saw from it was that he was that he consistently insisted on this woman having a conversation with him. And I think honestly, that's where he went wrong. Like to me, it's a plat. It's an open platform. He didn't necessarily have to keep adding her, tweeting her, trying to have the conversation with her. Whatever. Could have left it alone. Yeah, he could have either left it alone or he could have just tweeted it for the general public. But they said that he was insisting, like, continuously trying to engage her around this discussion. And as a result of it, like, all this other stuff came up with him as it relates to Twitter. Like, and I think that, the, I, and I don't know, again, I think that may have set him off because they're saying that she put that up and he accused her of being a colorist. And then now some other additional information came out that he supposedly um, has sex with the porn star Sarah J. Did you hear about right, this? Right, right, yeah. He says Sarah J is his people. <laughs> See, and that, and that, and then you start digging into people's personal business. I heard the young lady was getting at his wife or his mother or his baby mother. He started. She started pulling his family into it, and that, and we're over the internet having these dialogues and these conversations. And it's it's just all emotional, man. I don't I don't agree with him. That's probably why I didn't follow it as much. But it was it was shocking to see someone barred yeah. from a so, from a social site like that because of their comments. But look, man, Quali's my man. I'm I'm team Quali. Leave it yeah. at that. Well, here's the here's the thing. You know, there have been, there have been other people that have been barred. Um, you know, and I'd be interested in seeing like some of these other social media platforms actually take a, a stronger position on misinformation, right? Because right now, if he could get banned for his harassment, then we need to get people banned for some of the hate that they spew. Right. And look and look at the stuff they're arguing over. Classic light skin, dark skin. Really? That was some 70s, 80s shit that, you know, the lighter you are, the the, the lighter the brighter. However the slogan goes, if you're light skin, you're you get a little past because you're lighter and you're a bit darker. You know what I'm saying? They fear you a little more. They do fear you because you're dark skin. You we know, should have, we should have gotten past all of that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, that's hard for us to get.
past because that comes from internal racial inferiority. And that that actually was that came to us from our oppressors. So Absolutely. for the purpose of division, you know, again, and it's and I always tell people that race is about classification, right? You want to classify to demonstrate that somebody is superior. So if you have people collectively together feeling like, all right, united with black. And then you have somebody who comes and plans to see like, yeah, both of y'all black, but you're better because you're light or you're this or whatever it is. Then it creates that divide amongst those people, which in turn keeps you in power and keeps people from uniting. And, but, right. and, that's, and that's why, you know, that that internal racial inferiority is going to continue to exist. That and the fact right. that European culture has brainwashed us where you have, you know, you have this perception of beauty is um it's blue it's blonde hair and blue eyes yeah yeah you know yeah and i um my wife and i we were talking the other day and she was saying to me she was watching chick flicks and she was like you know i've come to the conclusion that jennifer anderson is my favorite white chick flick actor and i was like i never really watched that much of friends but i told her i was like i i don't mess with jennifer anderson and I stopped messing with her when I think People Magazine or somebody or some one of those magazines named her the beautiful, the most beautiful woman in the world. And I was like, Jennifer Anderson, the most beautiful woman in the world. I don't know about that. Right. I mean, and, and, and you, you got to remember when you're using color to denote good or bad or indifferent. Listen, man. Let's let's just be honest. There's not a country that's called black. It's not a country <laughs> called white. Yeah, but we use these we use these images and these titles to identify who or what we are. But but then we use them against each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They don't use it for the purpose of saying, well, dark is is a great color for this purpose, and it's good to have a light. We're not on it that way. We're thinking that one is better than the other, mm-hmm. and neither are better than the other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's just an old trick of keeping people divided from a long time ago. I love all people, man. But I hate motherfuckers to get on my nerves too. So, so you know what I'm saying? You know what it you know what that 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 creating that division right there has led to why also black people engage in a lot of the crabs in the barrel mentality as well. Yeah. Right? Both into like, nah, I don't I don't want to support this person because I don't want to see them do better. Or, you know, or they in, intentionally or go out of their way to to say like you know what I have you know I have a relationship with you you have a black product or whatever but I'm not gonna support it I'm gonna support this person whatever it is I just think that and we and I were talking behind the scenes about this earlier I just think mm-hmm. that there's been so much done systemically you know when we start talking about systemic racism we're talking about all these different variables of things that need to get undone but aside from the systemic racism point for what, how white people have to undo racism, I think that there have been things systemically done to, to us. Hell yeah, we are gotten us and entrenched and trained us, conditioned us to be against each other and to have these beliefs around this stuff. That and that's I said what you are. I said that's harder to crack than the external. People. That's the that's the entire result of systemic racism. It's, it's that's that's the result of it. Showing that this is what I can do to two people. Get them beefing and fussing and cussing in my hands. I it may look like I ain't got nothing to do with it. The same people though, right? The same, same people. people. Yes, sir. Yeah. So it's it's we have what we have to learn is to start paying attention to ourselves. Once you pay attention to yourself, you ain't got no time to be worrying about who's light, who's black, who got a big nose, big ass. Look at yourself. 
Focus mm-hmm. on yourself, but you got more work to do for yourself than you hear worried about somebody else and what they got and what they got going on, man. And that's, and we, we talk about this all the time, man. We go back to some of Elijah's lessons. Knowledge yourself. You ain't got no you ain't got no time to worry about somebody else when you got so much you got to worry about for yourself. Yeah. That's just yeah. it, man. I just I just hope though that we get to we get to a place where people start unpacking some of this stuff. You know, like I think in a in a show like when we first started doing a podcast, we talked about trauma. And this mm-hmm. this this is like one of the biggest of the biggest traumas that we carry around as That's black right. people that we have to endure and 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 deal with. And it's only further perpetuated by outsiders that have conditioned us as insiders to go with this belief and put us against each other. So oh, OG Dash said I'm proud of your knowledge, black man. Peace, OG. <laughs> Yeah, so I I just like I don't to me, I don't subscribe to, you know, the notion of if you're a dark skinned man and your wife is light skinned that, you know, you're you're a colorist or whatever. I think what Tyler Kweli has going against him and this is my opinion is that maybe people view him as being such such a huge advocate for black people and a huge representation for what black is supposed to be like and you what's wrong that. what's wrong with that though what's the, this you got it but you got it you got to no it's nothing like, wrong with it it's not it. you know what it is though it's that it's more so wrong with the other people with other people right. why because they can't accept that you can be you can be all those things you know and it doesn't necessarily mean that your woman has to be in the reflection of you know your woman doesn't have to be a dark-skinned woman if you know how you call it. It is a matter of what you prefer and what you like. Right. So I don't know why people are so hung up on that. He's a dark skin man dating or married to like the woman. Unless, and again, I just I want to I want to be totally transparent around this. Unless there's a situation where he made statements that were derogatory. Some, right. Some, look at that, that jigaboo black bitch. It's like yo, what you talking about, son? Yeah, you, know, you, you got to question his motive. What you're talking about, but if you know Kwali, if you know his history, this man owned a bookstore. He mm-hmm. respects John Henry Clark and all of the elders that have given us this, this knowledge about European conquerism and colonialism and all these different things. So when he's coming from a perspective of light skin, he's he looking at them like you stupid. Like what are you talking about? I love all women. This is that this is the woman that I love. Yeah. So what's your point? Yeah. But then she took it into the rappers and the rappers of promoting light skinned girls. That's not the rappers doing that. That's the industry doing that. The industry don't want you to see a beautiful chocolate brown woman, dark skinned blue black woman. Because they're out there, son. Who was it though? Which rapper was it though that said that they got on set to shoot that video and there was nothing but light skinned women there or something? And they I was. Like, I don't remember. I know you're talking about, but I don't remember. I don't remember that. <laughs> so- there is a level of there is a level of say so. I guess if an artist is established enough that they could be like, yo, this is this is the depiction of who I who I want who I want depicted in the video. But again, I have to do my own research and look back and see what was the actual transcript or the tweets between them because right. I, I didn't have an opportunity to read the. Tweet. I didn't re- I didn't really dig into it, but it was it was it was it's kind of a sound bite. Talib Kweli gets barred from Twitter. So like, <laughs> what this nigga say? Because he got his own podcast. Is is it's live. I like it. It's, it's dope. He has some of the most profound, you know, interviews on there with some of the greatest people you, in hip hop and music and movies. 
And the dialogue is dope. So I'm like, what does this dude say, son? He must have yeah. flipped out on somebody. Somebody's got on his nerves. But Twitter does that. And other artists have said they got into beef on True. Twitter because of opinion. So let me tell you something. Words are vibrational, man. You can hit somebody with a certain word, and that shit hit a nerve. And they be like, what you say? I didn't <laughs> and then you got a war. And now you typing. Yeah, nah, so don't take that's where Talib Quilly went went wrong, though. To me, that's where that, that, that's where he went wrong. He got his, got his emotions. Emotions, yep. That emotionally, that emotional response to get you all the time when you get respond you all the time, son, and it gets you all not, the time. You're thinking clearly, and then right. he just kept going with it, and I guess that that's what you know. And it appears that they're saying that he has a history of of this, where he's gotten to these exchanges with these women. And stayed on top of them around it. So right, that's right, know. that's right. Social distancing, the new norm. We've been social distancing now since what March? What's, March, what's March, March 12th, man. Well, there, there's a lot going on with social distancing. Um, it's allowing us so much our time, meaning that we're not on the clock for someone. You know, we're not we're not out at it. I hate to say it, working for someone else because people do have to work. You know what I'm saying, but we we we're, we're closer with our families. We we got some like we got some time to reflect mm -hmm. and you and use some introspection. You know what I mean, sometimes you don't get a chance to do that because you're 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 rushing off to work or you got to get home to pick up the kids. Now you're in you're in your homes and you're, you're looking at what your kids do all day and what they they usually they should be doing while you're at work and all sorts of stuff, but I think it's 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 kind of a, a good and bad thing. Like I said earlier, man, for for so long we've we developed these 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 atmospheres in society where we're right on top of each other. You know what I'm saying? We ride the train early in the morning, six in the morning, and everyone's right on top of each other. You know what I'm saying? We've been doing that for years, so we got so used to it through repetition. Because people still gotta get to work. It's like, like I'm not. I'm gonna wait for the uncrowded train. It's not doing that. <laughs> that's that's not gonna happen if you're that's, trying to get to work in the morning. You're trying to get to work, but now you have to find means of doing things differently. And I think it's a it's a necessary evil to a certain extent because it makes it it, it allows you to, to think differently. You know what I'm saying? And and, mm -hmm. and and be more a little creative and a little innovative. By how you live your life and stop stop living through the same rat race hamster in the wheel i'm keep doing the same shit. i gotta do something different i gotta find a different way to get to work mm -hmm. i gotta find a different way to work you know yeah. what i'm saying and 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 find a living and this is the time i think we're in the age of pure capitalism from an entrepreneur uh standpoint yeah. where if you have an idea please exercise your idea Get some, mm -hmm. get the right people around you, who are like-minded people, and if y'all can share there's some commonality, you got, you got something, man, and and believe in yourself and make a move. So social distancing has allowed so many things, and I think there's a shift on the planet now because everyone's affected. Mm -hmm. It's not just here in America; it's across the board. So everyone's looking at family living a little differently. I just spoke to my neighbor. He said his son usually works 14, 15 hours a day because he can't work. Now he's taking his daughter. He's spending more time with his daughter, and he can't even imagine 
going back to work now because now he's raising his daughter. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it has its pros and its cons, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that um I agree. Like, I think it's pros and cons to it. One of the pros for me is that I've always been a big fan of having, like, my own personal space. Yeah. <laughs> and I think... Right, I, me too. And I, 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 I think culturally as black people, we, we understand... But prior to social distancing being a term, a popular term, we understood social distancing and we were very, very sensitive in terms of people being in our personal That's space. Right. That's right. That's um, right. So That's now right. to have it like in a sense of being formal and people understanding and appreciating, I don't know if it's much of a shift for people of color, except for when they want to get together at these events and parties and stuff like that. Then right. it becomes you know, it's, it becomes something that's a concept that they have to wrap their heads around because they become so used to the entertainment and doing all the other things. But think about it. When you went to the store, you never wanted anybody breathing down your back. Right. And someone hit you on your shoulder, you'd be like, oh, with you like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, someone brushed you. You was like, yes, sir. Yeah. And, and, and that, be honest with you, that can help in, in a societal manner, or how you deal with people, you know what I'm saying? Because be less when, conflict when, as a result. Of it, it should be less conflict, exactly. So, because yeah. no one's up on top of each other. Yeah. So, I'm saying it's pros and cons to it. I know there's a gender behind it as well, but <laughs> you got to realize that there, there, there are things that we're gonna have to adapt to. Mm -hmm. Still, yeah. you're gonna have to adapt to change, and that's where we are. We're at that. We're at that bridge. Remember, in the 80s, right, when cell phones and these electronic devices were just, was just coming out, you know, some people jumped to it like, wow, this is the new phase. Mm -hmm. There's some people to this day won't even touch a computer. Mm -hmm. They feel as though they hit the enter button and a bomb is going to go up. They're so frightened and the anxiety has gripped them so much that they're actually, oh, can you type that for me? And it's like, yo, you don't. It's kind of, it's yeah. 2020, it's 2015, it's 2019. Yeah. You should know how to send an email by that, but some people don't even want to, they don't even know how to send a text. Um, it real. I agree with Janelle saying, though, like the pro also is the family. Like, yeah, all this time at home with the family. Doing Absolutely. Things, more home-cooked meals, more family activities, just different things like that. And like you said earlier, I think, you know, being having the opportunity to be introspective, sit down, read a book. Just really enjoy it. Read yourself. a book. Find out something about yourself that you maybe wanted tap, to have time. Tap into your creativity. No ideas, original podcast. This 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 show was birthed during the pandemic. <laughs> now, here's, the, here's the con though that and, and this really hurts <coughs> me because with the advent of technology, I'm a firm believer that I felt like prior to this happening, social skills in general were on the decline. And I think about like, you know, like our children spend so much time on social media, interacting with people via the internet, looking for validation that there are a lot of people, a lot of younger people that don't have the ability to forge a relationship face to face anymore right. because technology has removed a lot of the intimacy away from Having, social having social the, contact. Yeah, having the ability to actually develop a relationship and so much validation. People get so much validation from 
what they get back on social media and through technology. Right. My concern is that with us making a shift now where everything is going to be about social distancing and who knows when we're going to be able to interact how we once interacted with um with each other. But it just makes me wonder, like, is this going to further lead to the decline of people's social skills? Because now they're going to they're going to be recluse like, yo, I'm locked up in my basement all day. Well, that's the oh, that's the, that's, that's, that's the order in which they're trying to set. Because you got to think, man, at one time, it was easy for a kid to go out and play. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I watched the podcast. I think it was Joe Rogan podcast. He was interviewing a professor of this university. And the professor was saying, yo, they purposely remove free play. Mm-hmm. A kid going outside to be creative and enjoy it. And the reason why they harped on that is because they started to say that kids are getting abducted. So it'd be safe for them to be indoors. So what do you do when you give them indoors? You give them social media. You give them the screen to pay attention to, which now is taking them away from the creativity of going outside and building mud or a mud house or or I don't know how. But now when I was a kid, everything was a uh, uh, a headquarters. We used to build stuff. This is base. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It was a bunch of cardboard and sticks and a place you could get in and go out. That was that we were being creative of, of building and finding places to hang out outside of being at home. But now you can't get a kid that what they got this stuck to their damn head. Yeah, man. Everywhere they go, it's in their hands. So they're using the phone now to think. No more computation, no more figuring it out. I'm not using it. I will Google it. Google. Google's everybody's best friend. Be, 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 before that, you knew all your phone numbers. You mm-hmm. knew how to get to your mother's house through the trees and the bushes. You made your own way. I remember there. You was playing manhunt, Rob. I could tell. Son, I knew every exit. I was like Colum- <laughs> Colombiana, my nigga, getting away. You could not catch me. But I remember a PBS special that talked about um, the nature of play. And they talk about a child that would go out in the forest, pick up a frog, come home, and look up the frog in the encyclopedia to find out it was the same frog in the pond. Versus a kid who has this, and they just say, Siri, blue frog. The fuck? (laughs) Play therapy is a real thing. No, son. It it, it, it opens different neurological ways when communicating with someone versus using this. You're creating nothing neurologically when you're using this to think for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you go on, when you, when you, when you, when you're driving or just when you're walking to school and you go the same route, the minute, the minute you take a different route, you know, created a new wave, a new, a new, a brain pattern in your head that says, Oh, I'm finding out a different way to get to the same place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like I said, I use this term. It's more than one way to skin a cat. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. more than one ways to make money. It's more than one ways to do a million of different things. Okay. Positive but energy says, and this is this is um this is interesting. I would encourage you also if you want to come in with the link, you can use the link and come in. But he says, actually, we will improve in social skills the more we all get more in tune with ourselves because yes, reality is the actual social social socializing wasn't the most effective way. It's deep. That's true. That's true. Sure. I think once you once you actually tap into your your inner self, 
you know, and you begin to understand yourself, it will help equip you to be better able to, um, you know, to, to enhance your social skills. But I think the other thing is, so I always tell people to me, there, there is more than one part of actually learning There's theory and practice. Right. And I think that what you're saying, positive energy to me, it resonates on a level of theory, but I think it also has to be put into practice. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you think about it, there are some people, to use a sports metaphor, there, there, there's um, people who can sit down, watch the game develop. They're great from an X and O perspective and everything. In basketball, they know this, they know that. But mm -hmm. then when it comes time for them to get on the floor, they, they can't shoot. execute mm -hmm. because they, can't, they don't have the ability to put it in practice. Right. So as much information that we, we um, internalize, that we take in, we process, we sit with, at some point in time, we have to have the ability to actually be able to demonstrate that's still, and that's wisdom, brother. Mm -hmm. Knowledge, knowledge is knowledge must be applied. Exactly, it ain't, it ain't supposed to sit in your head like a book on the shelf. Mm -hmm. Once you get to know something, how you apply it, you share it with someone. And you explain to someone what it is that you just learned, and that's implying wisdom because now you're showing someone through your words. You you well, you're describing it, however you're forming it. That's the wisdom part. That's the part you're putting it in the meatball and you're giving it to someone. And that's, that honestly is my concern, the actual application, like people having the ability to apply it because I'm thinking, right, and this is where I'm a little conflicted because I'm looking at the shift in the world and I'm like, right. previously- Some are going to get it, some ain't going to get it. <laughs> your, previously, your development of your social skills, your, developing your social skills- went beyond and you were able to take that into the real life and you know you were able to navigate conflict at a job you right. were able to navigate conflict um you know at, at school or whatever it is Amongst your peers. Now, they're moving away from that and everything is going going virtual and with it being virtual i'm like are people going to still be able to actually apply those concepts with everything being virtual or is right. it or look is it even necessary if everything is now going to be online do you need to know how to interact with a co-worker do mm -hmm. you need to know how to um de-escalate a conflict if you get into conflict with somebody in the street? when they're on the internet you fight with somebody you could just lock them or turn it off just delete their ass <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah, it interesting yeah it is interesting man and we're, and we're moving and, that, and that's where we're at we're at that crux we're at that crux and that's how we're gonna form our our discussion, our debates. This is how we're gonna to come to conclusions. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which is a whole different paradigm because we've never been here before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, how, and 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 the results of it, you can't just ban everybody. Just gonna cut niggas off. You're just gonna hit the button on everybody. That, yeah. that that's not humanly. That's from a humanity standpoint. Connection, vibration, all these things are important. You know what I'm saying? I, being on here and what we're doing now, video is great. You know what I'm saying we're putting out content, we're letting people know. But there's also a thing that when you and I sit across from each other, mm -hmm. it's, it's more it's, it, it's more fulfilling. It's you know okay. what I'm saying? It's it's very organic. It's more fulfilling, and it it, it, it goes right to the heart of heart of the matter. What things is going on? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. And I, I agree with you, positive energy. Like this is this is definitely gonna be interesting to see where where this goes. Kenyatta says the highest paid jobs in the world are the ones that help people think less. Who would have thought that you could capitalize so much on laziness? 
It's true. You know, I was telling my youngest son that the other day. I was like, you know, unless you have a, a trade per se, you think about it. The people who work with their hand, there's a lot of people who work with their hands right. that don't get compensated good money. They like, all right, you a mover? Anybody with muscles can move furniture. Why yeah. don't why do what specialty do you have? I know I know tons of handymen, brothers that can build anything with their hands, man. Just give them the chance and opportunity. They'll push some, they'll push some marbles together, man. Yeah, I just right. I, I just want to see, like I said, like I think that we're all in a holding pattern to see how this works in terms of social distancing, because the pros with it is to me, it has reinstated a lot of those those, those um family values that we grew up with. Like, look, Kenyatta's my brother. He he could tell you that there was a time when we had family game night where my parents, our parents, we, sat down with us. Here. we do it now. Yeah, it was sat down with us, play board games, play video games. Yeah. All, all kinds of stuff together, but I think as the world evolved, a lot of that stuff kind of went out the window, and people become more busy. And you know, part of it came from the need. Well, was we got more. We got more options. We got more options yeah. to be entertained and distracted to for us to 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 carve out a space and time where we don't have to do the things we did before. That's that's passe. We don't do that no more. Now I'm in my phone. I I can play Scrabble with friends and all sorts of create that. You know, it's, it's different. Yeah. Bro. Think about though. Think about how many how many kids right now, if they take out their phone and they show their social media, they probably got oh I got five thousand, seven thousand followers or friends or what whatever it is, right? <laughs> so even think about you know, think about the the um the language that's used, right? Because mm -hmm. now's followers on I don't have Facebook on Facebook. Wasn't it friends? Was it friends? Is it friends? Is it friends or followers? I don't remember. But social media, there's some social media that has friends, right? So the language, again, language is powerful. So these yeah. are my friends. People will say they have 7,000 friends online. Who are your friends in real life? Show me them. Right. None. Show up, damn it. None. <laughs> None because it, it creates this false. This Set. false sense of someone, oh, someone really yeah. right. The likes too, the like situation too. People looking for likes and need likes in order to feel self. I don't know, liberated, because people like it, man. It's, remember, even in verses, I tell you, people pass by, but Swiss makes a point of pointing that out. You know what I mean? Because at a, a billion, that's a big number. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, if, 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 if numbers is what rule the world, son. So you got a billion people coming through. A lot of people. If you got, you know, people start posting, I got I got 10,000 followers, mm -hmm. they don't probably don't even come to your page anymore, son. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Some people are just like that, but you know, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, tell me. Facebook about friends. That's what Kenya said. Facebook friends. Yeah. It's just it's just a different day and age. And different that's day and age. And, and that's, that's the part I'm saying. Situating it to move it forward with the with this is like all right, so are we now just going? Nobody's gonna have the ability to interact with people face to face. Right, 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 son. Or when you see somebody outside, or you run into them publicly, they're gonna look at it, gonna stick their phone. Nah, text me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna talk to you. Text me. Get out of here, son. Oh man, it's crazy, man. Yeah, man. It's crazy, but it's the world we live in, and I and I'm, and I'm saying we have to. There's gonna be something that we're gonna to have to adapt to. There's gonna be a change that's imminent because it's already changing how we do business. It's already changing 
how we communicate, of course. Yeah. It's, it's changing so many different dynamics. I can't even wait to see how they're going to roll out the first school year hmm. from K through 12 and then college. It's, it's funny you it's funny you say that because I was just going to just say this and then go to the next topic. But check this out. When you were younger, right, what was the epicenter of where you got all your socialization at? Library. Library. Library, right? Mm-hmm. Where did you interact with most of your friends? Probably at park. Park wasn't the school. Oh, schoolyard. Yeah, the so, schoolyard. Yes, sir. Yo, school gonna be out the equation. School gonna be virtual, right? <laughs> school gonna be virtual. So now we gonna rely on we gotta go to we gotta go to Instagram and Facebook to interact to interact with our friends, or we gotta make new friends through this. Through this device, whereas for a lot of people, their social outlet was going to school. Even if they wasn't passing in school or anything, they was just like, "Yo, I'm going to school because I'm gonna go to school, I'm gonna play ball, I'm gonna hang out, I'm gonna see the girls, I'm gonna see the right, guys." Right, right, and that right that that was stimulating enough to have something to do when you leave your house. There was places you went to to stimulate, whether it was just the park bench, mm-hmm. a, the block to play ball. For some of us, the corner, mm-hmm. the corner was. One of the best social places on the planet. Yeah. You know, it wasn't what our parents wanted us to be, but the corner was the epicenter because you saw everything, you learned, you, you, you're in the street, you learn so much. Z Henderson says school and church. Yo, those, those are good, so those are great social areas mm-hmm. where, you know, people congregate and, 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 and learn from, from one another. Those are necessary. You're not going to get that on IG. Do they try to do IG church? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they doing IG everything, and they trying to replace that mm-hmm. with being very social, man. And I get it, man. Even buddy of mine had a conversation with his brother about going out wearing a mask or just going out to restaurants or something. My man was like, "I know the restaurants. I'm surprised that some restaurants are open enough to go." And I think his brother was totally against it, mm. and. He was like, yo, son, why are you going out there? My brother was like, listen, back to the social distancing where in a restaurant, occupancy might be 150. Mm-hmm. Now it's 75. So when you go, it's not tables clustered together. It might be a table here, table over there. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Now you really got to wait to come sit down. You know what I'm saying? Yo, positive energy say streets still gonna be the streets no matter how no matter how far the social distances go. That's yeah, right. Son. I, I said that earlier, man. I was down in New York. I was looking around. I was like, yo, this look like that's why I asked you. 2003 in the box. <laughs> yeah, that's why I asked you. The pizza shop open, Chinese pizza store open. open. I think <laughs> so it is what it is, man. It is what it is, yeah. yeah. Switching gears though to um the J.W. Lucas, yo, J.W. Lucas, I honestly didn't know who he was. I didn't either. Last week when he had a major, a major foot in the mouth moment. So J.W. Lucas, he um, he originally went on live and he was having a conversation and he's been weighing in a lot, talking about the whole um, Breonna Taylor, Travis, right. rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. And by the That's way, true. Breonna Taylor's killers need to be arrested. Absolutely. Lock me back. He, missed, he didn't say that. Um, and he his his opinion on it was that Brianna Taylor, and this is the paraphrase him, got what she deserved because she were she was affiliated with people who had involvement with drugs. 
which was found out to be complete false information. Now, after he continued on with that narrative, people, of course, started um, attempting to, um, to, to call him out and have conversation with him mm-hmm. and to help educate him. Mm-hmm. Instead of him being receptive to getting the information and changing his position, mm-hmm. he doubled down and made a statement to Tamika Mallory on a live that he feels that he's more equipped and better suited to lead the Black Lives Matter movement than she is. And for those that don't know who J.W. Lucas is, without even giving you like his, um, you know, any any type of um, information about where I feel he is intellectually or anything, he's a white man saying that he's better equipped to lead the Black Lives Matter movement. That to me, that statement alone is problematic. They painted him in a corner because Tamika Mallory told him as a result of him making that, those comments, she told him literally on the live, since that's how you feel, you're getting canceled. We don't want anybody else doing business with you. None of the rappers or this, that. He must have thought it was a joke. He continued to go off. So for the next day or two, he kept posting on his Instagram all these different things about her and all this stuff. And he refused to apologize. Somebody must have gotten his ear. He offered an apology. But of course, they heated him up. They stayed in his comments, stayed after him as it relates to everything that's going on. And this dude, he took down the apology. He took down the apology. He's now saying that he may have misspoke because he was too passionate about what he was saying. He's put all his other- He he is that. He is definitely passionate about what he talks about. Yeah, all his other content out. Um, But to me, it's, it's, it's problematic. And what's problematic about it is, one, I think that what he doesn't realize, which I think a lot of white people don't realize, is that it, he made that comment from a standpoint of white privilege. Like, you got to you gotta have some audacity to say, as a white man, I can run it better man, than a- I'm better suited to run the Black Lives Matter movement. And then, on top of that, to compound the issue, to get to the point where you attempt to even defend that statement after people tell you all the different things that's wrong with it, it's just like, when do you close your ears? When do you shut up and just listen and allow yourself to be educated? He he, he appears to be very, very, I won't say self-centered, but his outlook on life has a whole different outlook. I mean, he, he speaks more of a, 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 from a metaphysical perspective i agree and I, and I think that's where he was coming from when he's talking about running it because he's looking at he's looking at it from a humanity standpoint he thinks people don't run enough because running because the process of running helps some, some neurological mm-hmm. brain cells move and do certain things he thinks people need to moisturize their skin some of the things he said make sense but it's- he's coming but he's coming from a perspective of this is how you galvanize people. You train the people first. You get them into believing that what they're doing is right from the, from the personal perspective, not so much as the outcry perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he's he's really about eliminating fear. Now, mm-hmm. what the fuck are we dealing with if we ain't dealing with fear and anxiety right now? Mm-hmm. I don't know what, because I think that's what's driving everything that's that's going on right now. You know, people, you know yeah, what? Sorry to cut you off, but you know yeah, bro. his principle is, is flawed. His principle, the principles that he's laying out is flawed because for one, we I think for him to even attempt to oversimplify how easy it is 
to resolve right. these issues. He like, don't have no context. He don't have no context. Exactly. No... I'm like, yo, this dude is like, well, if you just do your history, nigga. Yeah. yeah, and yo, for you to say something that simple, like I, I always, to me, you can always tell when people may not get it when they say stuff like, well, you know, I don't see, yeah, I don't, I don't see race or whatever. How do you, how do you not see race like that? That in in itself is an insult right. to black people to be like, right. I'm they're not even acknowledging. That you know, you're not acknowledging me as a black person if you say, "Well, I don't see race." That's an attempt to minimalize because they don't want to admit that that because they don't want to admit that that part of them has been established by them by mm -hmm. giving giving races a, a name. You know what I'm saying with their the age and classification, yeah. but they they set those standards, they set those classifications. For whatever reason or purpose they they set them for, and now that they here, they want to say, "Well, we ain't looking at them." That's technology, man. That's like me throwing a rock and not saying, "And I didn't do it." But you, I, I see you throw the rock, Nick. Like, listen, and that and that's back again. That's when if if you focus on yourself personally and you know who you are, what you are, Brianna Taylor. You know what I'm saying the, the, the allegations against it's asinine and. Tamika Mallory is a perfect person to mm -hmm. stand up and, and, and voice her opinion. Like I said, she's fighting for all systemic racism in the end. How mm -hmm. you think, feel, smell, and taste of yeah. our black people. You know what I'm saying? And she is relentless. You know what I'm saying? She's going after DAs. She's going after police chiefs. And she's standing on her ground. Yeah. All praises do for a sister like that, man. Yo, it's great that, to see that, man. That sister, yo, she set up shop in, in, in Kentucky. And was like, yo, I'm I'm renting a place. I'm gonna be down here until we get right, together. right now, right now. Show so, up, <laughs> yeah. To me, it's like, yo, why? How could you even, you know? And a lot of his rants and the stuff he talk about, he's he's a person who's very passionate, and you could tell he's emotional. And like we said earlier, when you, when you you know when you're speaking from a place of emotion, sometimes you may not necessarily be you <laughs> your presentation. Nah, you don't know how to control it, man. Clearly. You don't know how to control emotion if you're not if you're not aware of you know triggers. Mm -hmm. There's certain things that you can say to someone that are trigger. It could trigger a bad memory. It can trigger a bad relationship. It can it can trigger so many different things, and we're not used to dealing with conflict to where we analyze it and then respond. We're used to just reacting. Yeah, that's so exactly if it. you don't like what you you know you don't like what you hear, I'm gonna react right to it instead of saying, "All right, let me." Internalize. Let me process it. Let me think. Do I even need the response? Yeah, but yo, I may not even need the response. Like I might so, be on. So who's this, yo, Rob? Who's this OG that tapped him on the shoulder? Uh, forget an OG. Who's your public relations that stepped to you and be like, yo, turn off the, turn off your Instagram. Just be quiet. Don't say nothing else. But now he out here. Like one, one time I seen he put something where he said that he wanted to set up to do a um. To fight a YouTuber or something like that to raise money for this is blind power. And this is what this is what the internet is giving people. It's giving them this blind power that they have this right to ostracize and think through the internet and through the waves. You can set you can set a campaign against somebody mm -hmm. and ostracize them. I guess black Twitter started that, right? <laughs> you start a campaign and just all you need is a couple of sound bites. To put somebody in in the doghouse, and people gonna follow suit. Yo, Twitter said so and so is. It's like 
and then you retweet it, and then someone else retweets it, and it gets about a thousand retweets. And here we are, you know, exercising blind power, man. Instead of, I don't know, man. She told him, yo. She told him on the live, you go, I'm, I'm, you're getting canceled. He was like, you can never cancel me. You can't cancel me. You like he just this dude was like a lunatic. He was going off. You can't cancel me. You can never cancel me. You can never cancel me. And, and I trust me, he's coming from a perspective of I'm a human. Like you can't, you ain't gonna do that to me. Cause because yeah. that's that's been that's been a dialogue way before social media, canceling people out, redlining, yeah. like with that that interview with Mr. Jesse and and, and, and the God Lord Jamal. Huh? They was talking about all them different scenarios in the early 50s during Jim Crow, during all that. And the, the dude is saying, I didn't experience none of that. Yo, you know when, you know. Like, y'all are lying. <laughs> you know what's the death blow though on social media when you go always tell that somebody, somebody is getting the business handed to them when they turn off their comments? They right. do. Yeah, 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 yeah. They read them. They read all of them. It's crazy because. He got more traffic probably coming to his page now than he ever had, and it's all for the wrong reason. So some there's some people that's like, yo, good all publicity is good publicity. This is not good publicity. When you gotta turn your comments off, when I'm sure that whether the black rappers that he worked with, whether they agree to it or not, the amount of pressure that they're gonna be under to do the right thing, like yo, if he thought that he couldn't get canceled, his business is definitely gonna oh, drive. He's he gonna feel it. He's definitely gonna drop. And another mistake that he that he made is, I looked um today I looked at his page. Well, my, my wife my wife always says those who don't hear must feel. Is that yeah. feel? He had, he had his comments turned off, but he had certain comments, and all the comments that he left was comments of people who actually agreed with him. Wow. That to me is that to me is problematic. That tells me that you don't have the ability to actually learn. Like if you so in tune. With the shit that you're saying, that you believe that you know what, I don't need to. I don't need to take in what people are saying, the information, and possibly change my approach. Your ego is that crazy that it won't allow you to actually, you know, to, to actually sit back and be like, yo, maybe I'm wrong. You know what he reminds me of, and to, and and to use to use something like he would do to simplify it, right. a man that cheats on his wife, apologizes to his wife, and then tells her, "What the hell, you still mad for? I already apologized." Cause he gave his apology, people ain't. I feel like it should be, it should be washed away. Yeah, he like yo. I said I was sorry. Why y'all keep going with this? Yo, son, men, men like that, they, they. I ain't got no opinions on men like that. I'm gonna leave them alone. Oh, this is a nice, this, this is a nice show. Yo, that's a good, that's that's a good comment right there. Black Lives Matter, JW would already understand. He should he should make Black Lives Matter to himself. But right. you know what? Don't matter. Black lives don't matter to him. Because as a white man, if he believes that he's in a position to- That's an, that's an asinine statement. Yeah, I'm telling you, yo, to run the Black Lives Matter movement, yo, facts, they're black. Yeah, Black Lives Matter is not a, it's not a basketball team, my nigga. Yo, but here's the shit, yo, there are black people that have, we have lived experience as being black people that don't have the qualifications to actually spearhead this movement. But you, as a white man, on the outside, you did a couple of rap records Got invited to the culture, <laughs> whatever. And now, who's who's the number one funder of Black Lives Matter? Yo, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you something that's even more scary, though. I'll wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna tell you something that's even more scary. Why do you think he felt compelled and comfortable enough to repeat that on live or constantly keep 
to keep repeating that? Why do you think he does that? It's typical Anglo-Saxon male behavior. They think they can say anything. So. <laughs> that, they, they, that they that's that's they've been, that's right? they've been doing. Yeah, that a couple where he didn't sat in the studio with some of these people. And, uh, and people, how you call the people didn't gave him the pass instead of checking him and be like, yo, bro, hold on a second. You ain't got, you, you can't speak on that. Yeah. You yeah. shouldn't even open your mouth. No? Yeah. Somebody didn't gave him a pass and told him like, yo, it's okay for you to have those conversations or what you're saying is right and co-signed it rather than pulling them. Even if you wasn't, even if you didn't want to go hard on them, pull them to the mm -hmm. side and be like, yo, this is the reason why you're wrong. This, that, and the third. Right. Listen, but now they let their man out in public looking crazy. Well, he out there now, brother. Yeah, yeah he'll be all right. He'll be all right. So, but yeah, yo, this was our this was actually our first time doing a live doing a live man. Podcast. It was a nice touch, yo. I got to give credit. Shout out, to shout out to OG Dazzy Henderson, Positive Energy, Jay Hamilton. Yeah, wrote it out with us today, man. Because Zane was the one that was like, "Yo, let's do it live." What happened, what happened to Zane, son? Yo, Zane, you out there, son? Hey, yeah, you? Zane, right there. Yo, Zane, lo um, log in. That's what I told him. Man. That's him. That's him. Z Henderson. Yeah, man, where you at, brother? Yeah, I told Zane log in. This was Zane's credit to, to um to do it live. Um, for those Zane. who came in late, though, like I said, we. You know, we still we gonna do we gonna be doing some lives, but we gonna stick with our formula too. We got some good interviews coming up in the queue that I think that people are really gonna like. You know, we right, got right. um Jameric Woods, the safety for um the Duke Blue Devils prior to Duke, he was with Michigan. Michigan. We got um General Steele, who um who came on about, yeah all that history with Smith and Wesson, duck down, talked about Sean Price. That was a fire interview. And if you yeah. haven't already been through our catalog and, and had the opportunity to see some of the other interviews that we've done, you know, we've gotten like mad good feedback from the people that we've been interviewing. We look, we really, really have tried to stay away from what the typical YouTube and podcast people do where everything is about the gossip and beef and try to actually come on here and talk about stuff of substance. Yeah, so man. Leave the beef alone, man. Yeah, when we bringing these people on, we talking to them about about real shit. You know, we're talking to people that's entrepreneurs. I seen Nels was saying that her home business picked up since the um yeah. since yes, quarantine. Yes it, yes, it has. You know, people, so we people putting out a lot more orders. Yeah. Um, people have been calling, repeat. You know, we got repeat customers that call again and again and again. And yo, it's 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 kind of it's, it's it's dope, man. And it's inspiring moving forward to think, you know, that there's more that can come out of this. So I appreciate everyone that, that supports Nell's Kitchen and um, mm. Real Edible Treats is, is, is an extension of that. That's another family member, my, my brother-in-law, with his yeah. juices and his infused juices and stuff. So mm -hmm. this, 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 this platform is geared to supporting one another. We're going to leave the beef alone. We're going to chop it up. We're going to bring the best out of ourselves. And we're gonna make something for ourselves, man. Like I said, man, we should need to, we need to focus on who we are, and that's mm -hmm. it. Nobody else, man. No Yo, so on that note, like, comment, subscribe, turn your notifications on. Holla at, holla at your boy, boy. Appreciate you know everybody man? tuning in. Thank you, people. Peace, God.